Hello, and welcome to Suture Side Talk, episode 66, Execute a Baby, Let's Go. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. So, we are recording today at uh, about 9.15. It is Saturday, September 26th. We have finally some nice clear skies. Uh, we're not coughing up uh, smoke that's coming either down from the north or up from the south or even from the east. Uh and there's no fog from the west, so it's the actual clear, it's been like, sunny. Uh, for whatever reason, almost every year I forget that it goes from like summer and then fall and then winter. I was just like, man, it's almost Halloween. It should be getting cold now. And it's like, why is it super warm? Yep. I don't know. Indeed, time, I'm I, bad at time. I, I, nothing makes sense anymore, James. Uh, it's, it's a fun day. It's a fun time. Yeah. It's okay because... We have some, uh, before we actually even start a real show, guys, or this is the real show. What am I saying? We got but breaking bef- news. We have breaking news that's so much more important than all the other news we're going to talk about today. Uh, first off, uh, I don't even know which one I want to talk about first, James. Uh, I think, all right, let's go with, uh, <laughs> we have news of a Borat 2 title. Dude, I uh, like. I couldn't help but laughing but laugh like when you told me to get, let's just you're like just go to ign right now and look at the re- first thing and i couldn't so stop laughing i i walked away for because yeah i was setting up still a little bit so yeah i told him to look at that while i walked away i come back and the man's already breaking down before i could put my head i could just see him on the screen just like he can't even take it so uh i tweeted about it uh, probably on the, our twitter account for sutra side talk a, w- a bit ago that apparently a borat 2 has been in the works and potentially could already be done uh we don't really know uh but this is from an article by uh, Matthew Adler and IGN, and this is apparently the title according uh, to a listing that appeared and was then removed from the Writers Guild of America West's website. Uh, this is the title for Borat 2. Uh, are you all ready? I'm going to try to do it in a Borat voice that may not go so well, but Borat, gift of pornographic monkey to Vice Premier Michael Pence to make Mikhail benefit. Mikhail Pence. <laughs> to make benefit. Recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan, which is nice. It's nice. I like. Oh, man. It's just like, I thought it would be crazy, but I didn't think it'd be that crazy. Yeah. And like, if you didn't understand what I just said, Borat gift of pornographic monkey to vice premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Like, I want to know if he actually ever got close to Michael Pence. To Mike Pence. Why did I say Michael? To Mike. I, I, I want him to. I want him to squeeze his ass. I just want him to give it a big old squeeze and be like, "Take that, Mr. Vice President." He'd be like, "Nice, listen, fam." Like it's flat. Oh uh, man, I I loved that Borat movie when it first came out. It is like definitely not PC anymore, but it's just like I never thought that they could make a sequel because the whole shtick was that he was doing this insane character. But no one knew he was doing an insane character. So, like, you got honest reactions from people. And there was some, like, weird, crazy shit that he got people to, like, admit to. And so I I just figured that, like, that movie was so popular that there's no way he could go anywhere in the world. At least not in, in America where, like, no one would know who Borat is. And he wouldn't get the same honest reactions that he did. But if he did it, oh man, I'm so excited. I think you, I think you're overestimating the memory of of the average person. That's very true. Of the average human being and their intelligence. Like <laughs> I'm just remembering Borat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we remember, we would know, but that's you know, 
that's rest, that's true like i can't we, say the same it came out when we were in middle school and we were all just like so this is like the funniest shit we've ever seen <laughs> also for our ages too the fact that naked. we got to see that was like incredibly just like your parents let you watch that yeah yeah <laughs> Nice. No, you don't get it. He he makes Jews. He makes jokes about Jews. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that also don't know, we are Jewish. So yeah, we, that's, we... let's make that qualification. It's fun. Like I was able to see that it was funny because I was like, oh, ha 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 ha. And I have only laid two eggs. Yes, I have not been so blessed. <laughs> Look how the Jews laying eggs. Get it. Uh... <laughs> That movie's so fucking ridiculous. I can't even. <laughs> but yeah, so that's an actual title. I can't believe it. Or at uh, least it's the it's a possible title. I don't think it's, it's a, a it's a possible title. Yeah, which I forget that the uh, uh, I forgot that Borat was called uh, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. I I literally just remember it being called Borat. I'm like, all right, yeah, same. So it'll probably just say Borat too, and then you'll see that full title and be like, Mikhail Pants. Times that. Oh my god, it sounds so funny. Just just the it's title so sounds good. so funny. But guys, if you're not satisfied with that, then you have a chance to win a Travis Scott McDonald's action figure from McDonald's. <laughs> So this is this show is back to back. I was like I was like on the top of my IGN feed, kind of looking at some bookmark articles because that's usually where I get a lot of my sources, to be honest. Uh, which I usually try to always talk about sometimes. Uh, if it is actually from there, sometimes it's not, but it always depends. Some of them are actually on the top of my head. But I uh, I just went to Twitter for one second. Right at the top, there's like a promoted tweet from McDonald's. I don't actually follow them. I haven't eaten there for like over five years or some shit. But uh, it's just like, oh yeah, there's one of five Travis Scott uh, action figures you can win uh, by like quoting tweets or something like hashtag Jack Cactus Jack sweepstakes or something. And uh, you look at the figure. If you, anyone just go on McDonald's Twitter, you'll find it. But it's got Travis Scott being Travis Scott holding a McDonald's tray with like the meal and stuff. And I'm just they're really just going they're going all in it you know it's funny it's, it's like the, so pic- funny. the picture you showed me is of it in like a collector's edition like plastic box and i'm just like who's gonna give enough of a shit about this shit and like <laughs> the last time i saw something like that was there was like that princess diana beanie baby oh in there that purple remember that purple bear she was like a literal rose? princess that died and then they turned her into a beanie baby that's like immortality this is like i have not this is literally some, one of the first times I've actually ever heard of Travis Scott, except for the Fortnite thing. Like, so you, you are, are you telling me? Are you telling me that Travis Scott action figure doesn't matter until it's a Travis Scott beanie baby? That might be it. I might get the beanie baby. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Yo, guys, uh, if anyone actually cares enough, I know you're probably listening to this or not really, but if you really do care, tell us about your experience with I beanie mean, babies. Write in at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com and tell us how you feel about Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure for someone who's like a huge Travis Scott fan, like this is probably a cool little giveaway, I guess. But there's only like five of them. And it's it's also, like you said, it's a toy of him just holding a McDonald's tray. There's some dude playing Fortnite right now that was like watching that Travis Scott concert and he saw that tweet and he's nutting off around. He's just like, I can't. Be- oh, oh my God, I can't believe it. Travis Scott figure. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but you know, it's okay. Dude, that Travis Scott meal is also just like a regular ass meal. It's it's freaking weird. It's it's straight. That was I think that was the biggest joke to me was it just sounds like a regular ass burger, but they put barbecue sauce on it. And the fact that they're like, yeah, and it comes with a Sprite. So it's like, yeah. they already set aside that they're choosing the Sprite for you. You're not choosing your own drink. It is specifically a Sprite with like a burger with barbecue sauce and then like fries or some shit or onion rings. I don't fucking know. But it's like, it's, it's all just a regular meal that if it's like, if there's no special Travis Scott wrapper on it, covering it or some shit, it's just like hey, Travis Scott might like this meal when he goes to McDonald's, and you can do it. It's a great promotion, yeah. which people are probably falling for fucking head over heels. Dude, it's like, it just kind of tells you the state of it. But it's whatever. one of those things where when I first heard about it, I was like, well, that just sounds like a regular-ass meal, though. And and I guess, I guess the more I thought about it, I, I realized this is for those people who are such a fan of, of this person, or I guess if they do it for someone else later, like, whatever, uh, that it's like, you get a chance to experience what they experience when they go to McDonald's, which I That's, guess is an interesting idea, but I, it's an interesting idea that I've never heard more depressing. I know. Right. That <laughs> sounds incredibly depressing. If that's what gets you off, like what the fuck dude? Like that's sad. Most people go to McDonald's, just get like some food, but now you can go to McDonald's and pretend you're Travis Scott. You already said <laughs> you're already depressed enough walking into a McDonald's, but now yeah. you're going in for Travis Scott. <laughs> it is. It's not much better. <laughs> oh god, that shit's fucking stupid. I love it. It's I do so like, and and I may not be a fan or have listened to any of his music, but like, I gotta give props where they're due. He has somehow made deals with like McDonald's and Fortnite within the last year. That's sort of kind of impressive. <laughs> he he did a Fortnite concert, which I actually. That was the most Fortnite I've uh, in taken in like a year or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Whatever the last time I had to run a tournament for that shit. God, thank God I don't oh, have to yeah. do it again. But like, uh, uh, he he did that uh, concert in Fortnite. I remember watching it. It was like what ten minutes long or something. And they built a stage in the game for his character that they put in the game, and he doesn't use the stage. That's so weird and funny. <laughs> I love I I'm like I can't I I don't know if it was he went and called them and said man I wouldn't use a stage or is it like that they went we're not actually just gonna we're just not gonna put them on the stage and then they made the stage for nothing and it's just there as a visual piece boss it's too hard to animate him on the stage can we just put him in front of the stage yeah whatever we have like two hours to do this <laughs> I yeah the, the music was good though it was, like the whole effects and everything that was actually done was actually really dope but it's just dude, fucking mcdonald's it's funny and, okay but that's it guys sorry we, we got carried away there was all this random stuff that came up right before this that we were just cracking up about like for 15 minutes uh before we did that here for like almost 15 minutes again but uh yeah so it's episode 66 sutra side talk is a show where we talk about uh, game news, movie news, TV news, uh, usually specific uh, pieces that we might have more of a unique opinion on, or at least we hope it is. And we'll also talk about what we play and what we watch. And of course, like I said before, uh, you can write into us, let us know uh, what you think about the show, or ask us a question that we can answer on the show. Uh, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, that email will also be in the show notes available to you to check out as well. 
And of course, you can get any updates for the show on Twitter at SutureSideSock. But uh, today, we're covering a few different news pieces. We got some small ones and some big ones. But uh, for movie and TV news, we got everything from uh, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance show getting canceled by Netflix, uh, DC News has uh, Peacemaker getting his own HBO Max show, Hawkman's been casted for Black Adam, and there are a bunch more Disney movie delays. James, oh boy, here we go again. It's not over yet. Uh, we also have a bunch of game news. We actually are going to talk about the Night City Wire Episode 3 uh, news that we did not get to cover last week because the PlayStation stuff was too much. Uh, we also got ZeniMax joining Xbox. That's one of the smaller news pieces we got today, as well as the Amazon Luna news that came out of nowhere, and I haven't actually even read it myself, so I'll be reading it at the same time as you. I find it hilarious that I I learned about the Luna announcement and texted you about it when I went to Amazon to just randomly check if there were PS5 order pre-orders available. <laughs> You're like, I don't, no, I don't want that. That's probably what they were doing. Is like, hey, you know, while people are checking, out, no, they definitely had this in the works for a while. There's no way they just like pulled a streaming service out of their ass. But like, it's just funny that there's like, you know, while while you're here, maybe try our products. Yeah, they they <laughs> they only timed it during the two biggest console pre-order time, like. Uh, like ever happening currently right now like now it's just a little bit more suspicious that they're telling people that their playstation 5s and xboxes might be not coming on uh launch day because they yeah. ordered too many or whatever but uh oh, we, we should get so. into the news as, as we have it actually yeah yeah, yeah. uh which uh, i will say real fast uh, i think i looked on comments online and stuff uh on twitter and everything i think everyone was just calling it amazon stadia but yep. i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> We'll get to that, but without further ado, folks, we'll jump right into it. If we do have time after, we'll talk about a little bit of uh, what we're playing and watching, maybe. Uh, Lately, it's been still big news, so we're just kind of going as we go, but keeping your time in order uh, to see around an hour and a half. We're trying to keep things under two hours just so uh, we don't suck up your time because we do want to try to keep that under uh reigns there it's almost like a joke that we got through some of our list and then it's like every week we're like oh well we had a lot of news this week but hopefully there'll be next uh, less next week and then microsoft buys animax it's like uh it's like when you're looking for the uh the actual pen penultimate episode that shows the battle of those two dragon ball z characters but there's like 10 episodes of just exposition before that of just them standing there breathing heavily or uh, playing like uh rock paper scissors oh you mean when the ginyu force was showing up for like five episodes straight yes <laughs> which i will say james uh i think my movie tv list uh, of stuff i've watched that i haven't actually i only ever covered the two uh, i only covered the first two movies i watched in quarantine wow so I actually have over 20 oh my God. things to talk about now besides like the actually massive games that are now on my list, but there's only like three games there. So, but yeah, cause I, I kept uh, tackling the games instead, but right, the movies right. and TV have just uh, stacked up, but okay, let's get right into the movie and TV news. So uh, congratulations are in order. Uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Netflix show, of course, that puppet show that uh, has a bunch of little Dark Crystal characters, you know, yeah, I don't you, even know how to describe it. You told me it, to watch but... it. You said it was really good. Yeah, it's a it's a puppet show uh, done by, you know, it's Jim Henson's company, and they did a fantastic job making a 
I guess it would be either like a reboot or a prequel series to the movie The Dark Crystal, which I would honestly rather this show continue, go through the events or like redo the events of the movie and just surpass it because I just like it too much. That would have been Uh, interesting. Yeah, which um, issue is we're not getting that. So uh, Netflix said, congratulations, you have gotten an Emmy. You're canceled. And that's insane. After one season, I am so okay, folks. I just want to say the the two annoyances here have been last week. I was just stabbed in the heart hearing that Venture Brothers was canceled. Which, oh uh, yeah, of, uh, I'm still pull. I'm honestly like that show has to be picked up. Like I'm like Netflix can pick this up, and now Netflix is like we've canceled Dark Crystal, and I'm like I don't know what to do now because <laughs> now now I don't know where Dark Crystal's gonna. I okay, James. This is what I want. I want Netflix to pick up Venture Brothers, and I want Hulu to pick up Dark Crystal and just go through with that, because that show is so amazing. I really, really love Dark Crystal. That was a really fantastic show. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go show it some love and go watch it on Netflix, and then uh, send complaints to Netflix after calling them pigs for uh, canceling Dark Crystal. I don't even... Swine. (laughs) I don't even think there was any... uh, I feel like it was like probably the same reasoning for uh like venture brothers being canceled but not really i mean venture brothers i guess i could understand to an extent that it was more so of uh what would you call it um the lapse between times of releases of the seasons because there were such big gaps whereas with uh this i'm not even sure hmm i I'm looking, I'm trying to find, like, the reasons, but everyone's saying, like, yeah, it was one of the ten most watched programs, and it was, like, not, it was one for Weird. outstanding children's program. Really? Because I, I was guessing that they canceled it because, like, no one was watching it. That's yeah. weird. It, no, it was, it was it, dude, that show was, po- it was at San Diego Comic-Con when I was there. They had a whole, like, exhibit or something. That's true. They made a game. Oh, yeah, that's, I forgot about that. Okay, that didn't, I didn't, I didn't touch that, but that's, like, you know. Uh, but yeah, apparently, I guess it might have been due to funding, huh. uh, or something. I'm I'm trying to find it, but it I I can't seem to find anything really specific about it. But yeah, we don't have that show, and I'm just sad. Oh, I think yeah, it was funding. So all right, this is from a article from Nerdist written by Amy Ratcliffe. So, uh, the documentary that accompanied the first season of age of resistance emphasized a point you probably thought of while watching the tv series it's not a cheap show to make elaborating on jim henson's creation involved a lot of intricate sets and puppets uh however they already spent that money in season one i hope that since the initial big outlay of funds already happened that they'd have room to keep growing and it's all especially a downer because of season one's bleak ending i need to know what happens to deet which i agree i want to know what happens with deet i want to see deet get saved james you have no idea what i'm talking about but once you yeah. see the show you will understand what a deet is i can understand that it's like frustrating as shit when a show ends on like a cliffhanger though luckily lisa henson and they uh said they're still exploring their options after confirming the series cancellation she told io9 we know fans are eager to learn how this chapter of dark crystal saga concludes and we'll look for ways to tell the story in the future. Uh, our company has a legacy of creating rich and complex worlds that require technical innovation, artistic excellence, and masterful storytelling. 
Our history also includes productions that are enduring, often finding and growing their audience over time and proving again and again that fantasy and science fiction genres reflect eternal messages and truths that are always relevant. So, I mean, like, they could, if they wanted to, just like a lot of other things that happen, they could finish it off in, like, comics or something. But I would actually, I would very much dislike that just because I want that full puppetry to be used. And I especially fell in love with the voices of the characters. Uh, Mm -hmm. Deet was actually uh, voiced by... um, Ah, crap. What's the actress's name for um, Misande? Ooh, oh, ooh. Isn't it? Uh, it's like Emmanuel. Hang on, guys. I gotta. I gotta find that really. Natalie Emmanuel. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so Natalie Emmanuel voiced Deep, and she's like one of the best characters in the show. Uh, and she's, you know, Misande from Game of Thrones. So that was like really good. I honestly don't remember the exact voice actors' names for the others, but they all had like very unique, uh, flavorful voices that I was very much into listening and like, you know, watching little puppets. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah, I just really hope this gets picked up just like I hope Venture Brothers gets picked up. Support them. If there's a petition out there, sign it. Fuck it. I don't think it'll help that much, but you know, it always is nice to show love for these shows. Uh, But yeah, so Dark Crystal got canceled. Uh, Next up, uh, a little bit more positive news. James, we're getting... (laughs) So uh, we already knew during the DC Fandom Part 1 when they did the the Suicide Squad cast character reveal of who was playing who. The one I was the most most excited for James uh, when they announced it was John Cena as Peacemaker. Because it's John Cena playing like... I don't. I don't want to say knock off Captain America, but that's essentially what the. They, he said like they told me play Captain America if he was a douche. <laughs> yeah, and the whole thing is Peacemaker is supposed to be. Um, his he is his mission is to achieve peace through any by any means necessary. So if he has to kill all these people to make peace, then he'll do it. That is like the point of this character, and I love his outfit and everything. And I was actually really excited just because it looks so wacky and i it was looks like most super excited cheesy because <laughs> they yeah, tried to go and, comics accurate sort of exactly and that's and that's why honestly he was my uh favorite character i even said it if you watch our crossover show with uh with uh Apollo city comics we do talk about that and i do like yeah kind of geek out about it but uh, i noticed like i found out because james gunn tweets out like hey we have an hbo max show coming and i'm like working on it and i'm like oh shit no way so uh we don't know when exactly it'll be showing up but HBO Max will basically be getting a Peacemaker miniseries, and it's going to be, honestly, it's probably going to be pretty dope. Actually, I don't know if it's actually going to be a miniseries. It could be like a full, if they did multiple seasons, because John Cena is a really big name, and I don't see why they wouldn't want to like get their money's worth with having him in the DC world. Especially as this fucking, like, this is as much of a WWE DC character as you can possibly get. Like, a peacemaker. Like, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And James, what was hilarious was, I I retweet James Gunn's tweet, and I don't even follow John Cena on Twitter. But I, I, like, get a notification after, and it's like, hey, liked and liked by John Cena, and also John Cena is now following you. And I'm like... Oh, that's funny. It's a fan account. I go on there and I look and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John Cena 
because I retweeted James Gunn, not even John Cena. I retweeted James Gunn. John Cena started following the podcast Twitter, and I was just like, "Ooh, Nani!" Ah, uh, so. Uh, so I of it. course, it naturally, like I followed him back <laughs> and just like retweeted his tweet about it too. But um, I that got me that I don't know that just made me feel pretty good because especially I know like he's following like it said like um, I think it said like eight hundred thousand. Yeah, people. he's got a few follows, but he has. 12 million people following him so we're in the top we're in that like special one in ten so just saying even though it's 8k we're, we're part of that 800k or whatever it's pretty dope but yeah we're gonna get a john cena tv show as peacemaker and that's gonna be exciting who knows when it's gonna come because of course you know we still have uh like I'm, i feel like this will come way after suicide squad uh the suicide squad film which will be august 6 2021 but uh, we, of course, also have that Gotham police TV show that's going to come on HBO Max. There's supposed to be a Green Lanterns TV show coming. We have all the DC Universe shows being uh, moved there, like Doom Patrol, Young Justice, Harley Quinn, Titans. So those are all uh, moving there as well. So there's a ton of stuff that's going to be populating that. So just like, you know, Disney's getting Star Wars and Marvel shows there, you're going to start seeing uh, HBO Max just populate uh with like bigger stuff that maybe they don't want to put on CW necessarily onto HBO max. And now that they've kind of eliminated DC universe as that weird kind of, it's like, it's just a comic app. Now it makes things a lot more clear and just emphasizes why you'd want to get HBO max. And they're like, just killing it in this and in terms of these announcements. So I'm pretty pumped here. Not to mention, of course, Snyder cut there, you know, just, uh, yeah, for sure. You gotta, yeah. But that's not all the DC news, of course. We also got, uh, actually, speaking of Center Cut James, did you hear they're actually filming a new, they're like doing small a small shoot, apparently, in October? Yeah, I saw that. But I also saw that they're, like, uh, the immediate thought to my, that came to my head was like, oh, are they going to redo uh, Henry Cavill's scenes and redo the them without I heard Cavill, Cavill won't be there. That's the thing. They said Henry Cavill is not going to be part of the uh, reshoots, so... Well, that I don't think that out. whole part with Cavill where they do have him without the mustache, that was just all Whedon, I think. Yeah, I could see that. Because, like, the scenes that they added where he had the, like, weird CG mustache was, like, not necessary, in my opinion. Especially that opening thing. <laughs> yeah. What is just What does justice mean to you or whatever the fuck it was? Oh, that's true. What the fuck did they even ask him, those kids? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, the, the cool beginning scene, the very beginning scene, are you talking about the one with the saw? I was like... The, that, that was a very Snyder, that's a very, that's a Snyder, that's not a Whedon part, that's a Snyder part. If no, it's the, like the that cell phone song. video thing. Oh, I don't know about that one. I'm not sure. Because it seems just like that could have easily been a reshoot because it was like, it didn't need to be in the movie. I Whatever. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see when that actually happens. But all right. Uh, the other news was the casting of Hawkman in the Black Adam uh, movie. Of course, it sounds like Hawkman will be leading the Justice Society, uh, which we already knew who was playing uh, Adam Smasher, and we knew now that uh, who will who else was going to be there? Doctor Fate and Cyclone, I believe, right? For the yes, other two? that sounds right. Yeah. Which I still don't get why. There's so many other Justice League Society characters. Why'd you choose Cyclone? That's so random. But. Uh, it's going to be Aldous Hodge playing Hawkman, which Aldous Hodge, I will be completely honest, Ned, I was like, who? 
I don't know who that is. Who's yeah, that? I saw pictures of him. He, uh, he doesn't ring a bell. But, uh, like, The Rock basically tweeted, like, a whole conversation of he was the one that called him and said, like, hey, you've been, like, you're, you're in this movie. And he was oh. like, yo, stop fucking joking with me. Who is this? <laughs> Who put He's like, he didn't even believe it was The Rock, apparently, for, like, a while. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But, like, dude, I, I told you, like, The Black, like the Rock straight up just wrestled Jim Lee and said, I have control of this movie. And he just, like, he oh, just took yeah. it. He's like, hey, this is mine. I, I bought the XFL from Vince McMahon. I control everything. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. He was, in, oh, he was apparently in The Invisible Man. Okay. I still have to watch that. But apparently, hmm. oh, that's actually James. I think that just came to HBO Max. So. Oh, neat. I meant to, I, I do want to watch that. Because it was supposed to come to theaters. And then, like, that was literally right when the pandemic hit. Yeah. That, yeah, but now I can just watch on HBO Max, so I'm happy. I'm, I'm definitely going to... especially Oh, for October? Perfect, actually. Mm-hmm. That's perfect timing, so I'm movie. excited. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it takes place in San Francisco, I think. Really? Like, it's I one of those so. movies where I was like, uh, they're making a shitty reboot of, like, a classic movie again, and then it turned out that it's actually... People really liked it, so yeah. I feel like I should try it. But, I, I, like, I don't really know Aldous uh, Hodge. If I see a movie he's in, uh, maybe I'll be better suited but uh for now i'm just gonna take their i'm gonna i'll take the rocks word for it and i'll believe that it was a good call and either way i'm looking forward to it so dope on that we got another character so that means i think uh over time we'll probably get the other we'll probably get dr fate and cyclone sometime after as well uh we'll see for sure yeah now we got we got hawkman we got adam smasher we're halfway through the justice society so that's exciting and last and certainly not least, James, we got all these fun delays from Disney. So where to start? I'll, I'll just go down the list. So uh, this is a, a combo of the 20th Century Fox movies as well as the Disney films mm. under both uh, studios. I find it funny that they had to say, unless I misunderstood them, they were like, this the delays are not going to affect the marvel cinematic universe timeline we're just pushing everything back <laughs> yeah which i think it, it affected three marvel films i think okay so first off was the fox movie uh death on the nile it was supposed to come out october 23rd of this year it has been moved to december 18th of this year hmm. okay uh next was the fox movie the empty man uh was supposed to come out december 4th this year has moved to just what the fuck uh has moved to october 23rd of this year so it's actually moved up i think they really just kind of switched spots odd i don't all right uh black widow was going to come out november 6th of this year uh they really don't want to i guess they saw how tenet and numians did in theaters so they're just kind of like no uh uh, Black Widow has been moved from November 6th this year to May 7th of next year. Which puts it out, James. So this is dangerous. It puts it out two weeks before Godzilla vs. King Kong. Ooh, ooh. Stay the fuck away from Godzilla vs. King Kong if anyone gets near it and they cause it to delay again. I will personally campaign against that movie because fuck you, leave that movie alone. <laughs> Don't mess with Godzilla and Kong. Leave that movie. I just, I just want that movie. That I don't is... care about your other fucking heroes and all this other bullshit. I want my monsters to fight. That's it. Leave me alone, dude. Like Godzilla versus Kong is probably, 
unless I'm forgetting some other movie, it's probably my most anticipated movie of next year. Yeah, same. I don't... Uh, well, okay, no, it is still my most anticipated. I think the only other thing really is the Batman and Snyder Cut, really. That's oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's it. But those, I, even then, even with Batman, I'm like, I, I just want my I, I want my giant monsters. I just want my giant monsters to fight. Let me just watch it. I just want to see it happen. They fight a giant Mecha Ghidorah. I don't fucking know. It's going to be awesome. Whatever's going to happen in this movie. But all right. Uh, yeah, so May 7th, Black Widow. Watch that two weeks before it and then throw it in the garbage so you can watch Godzilla after. Uh, even though I'm actually looking forward to Black Widow. I won't lie. I, 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 like I said before, it's giving me that Winter Soldier vibe, which is why I'm excited. Plus, I also like the cast. I'm very happy to see Rachel Wise again in a movie mm. uh, because I loved her in the Mummy films as well as Enemy at the Gates. So oh, yeah. I, I'm excited to see her in this. Plus, uh, what's his face? David uh, Harbour. Jo- David Harbour uh, from Stranger Things and that Hellboy movie I totally didn't watch. Yeah, but... no, no one really liked that one. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Florence Pugh, if I remember correctly, is playing uh, her, like, surrogate sister who's supposed to, you know, like, the other Black Widow, who apparently, the, the rumor is that she will take, oh, she will take the mantle of Black Widow after this film, so even though it's a prequel, it'll probably end with an end credit scene of her, like, joining or meeting one of the other heroes or something, so she'll, like, show up. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, that's not all, of course. We're, we are only three movies into that list. Uh, Eternals was previously dated for... February 12th of 2021. I didn't even, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming out next year. <laughs> to November 5th, 2021. So they just pushed that all the way back uh, like six months or so. Actually, no, it's way more than six months. It's like nine or something. Uh, so that's that's all the way back there now. And then we got uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's so long. Uh May 7th now moved. Uh, basically, Black Widow kicked it out, and it is now July 9th, 2021. Yeah. Damn it, that's my birthday film? Oh, my God. It's a God. summer movie now, yeah. Wait, what was the one before that? Was that... I don't I don't want Shang-Chi as my birthday movie, James. I wanted something else. I just, like... I think I, think I still have been wanting my Indiana Jones birthday movie, but... Oh, wait, no, they, they replaced that with Captain Marvel. They hate me. Oh. They're just giving me all the <laughs> heroes I don't care about, and they're saying, this is what your birthday movie is. I'm just like, fuck off. No. <laughs> Give me someone cool. <laughs> all right. Um, untitled Disney event film uh, dated for July 9th, 2021. Removed from schedule. Huh. I get, oh, so anything untitled, it looks like they've removed because there's another one later. But uh, Deep Water, which was a Fox film, uh, was dated for November 13th of this year, uh, moved to August 13th, 2021. Uh, an untitled 20th century Fox film uh, was dated for August 13th, 2021, where it was just replaced, is now removed from the schedule. So I guess with these untitled ones or like yet to be revealed they're just like oh we can just save these for after all this shit is over and we have like solid dates again and then finally uh last two uh west side story uh from 20th century fox uh was on december 18th of this year moved to december 10th of 2021 so an entire year delayed isn't that steven spielberg doing that right i if we mentioned this before i completely forgot they're doing a remake of that movie yeah it's huh. uh it's happening uh, if there's no uh, like, uh, wait, that's the one, right, where they do the, nah, nah, but that's the one with the the, the, the snapping the fingers in the alleyway, right? No, that's what's that story. I don't know. I don't really know I much about that play. I just 
I think that's the only thing I cared about. You know what? I'm thinking of a streetcar named Desire. I'm very wrong. Oh. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure that's the one with the snapping the fingers in oh, the alleyway. Oh, uh, West Side Story takes place in a mental institution? What? No, isn't that the one with the Puerto Ricans or something? What the fuck am I thinking of? What are you talking about? Are you high? I'm pretty sure West Side Story is like New York somewhere, and it's like two different gangs, and one's like Puerto Rican or something. Man, I'm very confused. Because it's like, uh, what's your, uh, one, one of the characters' names is something that I already don't remember. I was I was thinking I knew it, and I didn't, which tells me how much I know about West Side Story. <laughs> Why do I think it's about Puerto Ricans? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Like, I'm almost positive, because it's supposed to be like that portion of New York, but I don't remember and I don't think I ever really, like, looked into it enough to, like... I never cared about West Side Story. I just knew there were dudes that snapped their fingers and, like, did the... Uh, the story <laughs> is set in an Upper West Side neighborhood in, the, in New York City in the mid-1950s, a multiracial blue-collar neighborhood. Uh, musical score... Or, uh, musical explores the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage uh, street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Uh, the members of the Sharks are from Puerto Rico yes! uh, and are taunted What's up? I'm not racist. by the Jets, <laughs> a white gang. <laughs> I so knew you, it. Man. I knew it. So what the fuck? What? Oh, oh, wait. I'm, I think I got her name is Maria. I want to say the Puerto Rican girl's name is Maria. I have no reason why I know this. Dude, I love that how I out like, of my ass that I pulled that. I somehow in my mind, when you said West Side Story, thought of two separate, completely different plays that were wrong i don't you know i i, I just uh, if it's not Teresa's place i never cared that much to be honest yeah. and, and unless it's like actually like uh all the you know the lion king <laughs> the lion king aladdin spam a lot book of mormon and now hamilton are like ones i'm like oh i'm interested and then the rest they're like what about this one and i'm like i don't know what you mean that's a different language <laughs> what's a play uh plays uh, and the last movie on the list, <laughs> I think, isn't Steven Spielberg? Can you look it up and see if Steven Spielberg's directing West Side Story? I yeah, want to say sure. he was. Uh, but uh, while you're doing that, the last movie here is The Kingsman, which I believe is that prequel film to The Kingsman uh, Service, Kingsman Secret Service, whatever it's called. But The Kingsman movies, they're really fun. They're awesome. They got Taron Egerton in it. But uh, it was dated for February 26th of 2021. It is now February 12th of 2021 so it's actually moved up like two weeks okay that's not that's actually a good thing cool uh, you are correct steven spielberg is uh, directing that movie okay cool all right uh, all right see ha i know what i'm talking about even though i don't awesomeness all right yeah so king's man moved up two weeks uh, i guess that's good news I, i'm pretty sure that's set during world war one i, I want to say uh but i th- i think that's what it is but yeah it's a prequel uh, so I was looking forward to that. So that's that's a cool opening to the year. Hopefully 2021 doesn't suck. And it's like, let's go watch uh, Secret British People in World War One. That sounds like a good time. But that's all the films that were affected. So it doesn't look like it's like that other time earlier during quarantine when we had that giant, like, remember, Jim? So it was like an entire essay of all the movies owned by Disney that were delayed. And it was like an entire yeah. just clusterfuck. Oh, man. All right, let that be a lesson to everyone. This is what happens when you try to own the entire year for films. You get into this mess. So keep that in mind in the future. But that is all the movie television news we have for today. We'll move on right into the gaming news. God, that took forever. I can't believe we actually made that last longer than it should have been because we didn't know what the fuck West Side Story was. 
<laughs> yeah, that's my bad. No, we, we you know it's it's we just both didn't know. But all right, so uh, we had the uh, Night City Wire episode three of uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So it's like their online show that they reveal a bit more about the show. Like I think they do it like once a month or something. So we might get like one more maybe. I think uh, in October maybe. Yeah. But uh, this one they talked about the setting of uh, Night City as well as uh, showing us a cool website and the gangs. Uh, the if I remember correctly, they they said there was like four or six districts uh, in. Cyberpunk 2077, and each one's supposed to be unique, so, like, uh, it's, like, different areas, almost like it's, like, you know, uh, going to Chinatown versus going to North Beach in San Francisco, which is, like, the Italian district. Or, like, the outskirts of town versus downtown. Yeah. And they're supposed to be very different. Even in those districts, so there's, like, different uh, sub-districts or neighborhoods, I guess, so it's going to be very uh, diverse within those different districts, I believe. So I'm excited to see all the differences there. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of good stuff to kind of check out. But there's also, uh, I believe they said, nine gangs in Cyberpunk 2077, which is honestly pretty insane, uh, that amount of factions within the game itself. There's also uh, some crazy variety between them. I like the ones that are like, yeah, fuck being human. We're just going to like mod ourselves until we're basically machines. Yeah. And let me just, uh, I actually went on to, just to get a full explanation of these gangs because it's like the districts are cool but i just wanted to quickly gloss over the gangs uh because they do sound really interesting and i, I want to see which ones out of all of them for us personally are we the most interested in which I, I believe they said for the game you don't join any gangs but you basically have access to them all to do like contracts and yeah. jobs for them so you'll be running for them you could potentially even i guess go against them at one points or another because you probably just have that freedom potentially fuck something up hey sometimes business deals go the the wrong way yeah so the first gang uh i'll talk about is six three so their overview is uh they are uh let's see they're out like the whole symbol is it's a cool symbol with like a skull with like stars and it's got like a big old six on it but it's founded by veterans of the fourth corporate war uh tired of the helplessness of the ncpd the night city police department uh, Sixth Street was meant to serve and protect the community of Vista del Rey. Today, their interpretation of law and bring bringing justice to the city is questionable and self-serving. So, it sounds like they were meant to basically help everything out and probably got kind of sucked up by power and uh, just kind of fuck shit up instead. And then we got, uh, let's see, next up is the animals. I'm, I'm, I'm going by like alphabetical numerical order pretty much here, just because I'm going through the wiki itself. Uh, animals has basically like a, what is it, a bear? Or like a wolf or something? I don't even know what the fuck that is, but it's got like a wolf or something on it. Uh, the animals are an aggressive street fighting booster gang from, the, from West Pacifica that emphasize on physical power above all else. They avoid traditional cyberware, so they enhance themselves with melee combat, enhancing cyberware, and by using testosterone, animal supplements, and a steroid-like drug known as the juice, which increases the user's strength and speed. Uh, They uh, frequently sell their services as bouncers, a job of which they are heavily sought after for and are spread throughout the area. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like they're basically big beefy boys who, uh, are just like roided out and look like boxers probably. Yeah, for what, for whatever reason, that gang, 
uh, stood out to me. Them and like the, oh the animals, uh, yeah, them and the uh, super modded ones. Gotcha. Also, the six three guys basically look like uh, super American dudes. Just like uh, some of them are in like olive drab. Like they look like uh, <laughs> they they look like cyber uh, cyber militiamen basically. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have uh, Maelstrom, which I believe I, I remember the description for them. They're like the ones that are super modded out. Uh, their symbols like this crazy freaking cyber spider skull thing. Uh, but overview. Oh, God, it's a long one. I'll just I'll check out the beginning of it. A combat gang formed from what was left of the Metal Warriors, a gang that was almost completely wiped out by the Inquisitors. What the fuck does that even mean? It has also acquired members of the... Okay, I don't care about... Fucking... Come on, Wiki. Give me some more important stuff. Maelstrom... Oh, here we go. Maelstrom members dress in leather and chrome, prefer visible high-profile cyberware, and in general appear primitive and dangerous. Fully a third of them are clinical cyber psychos, and another third of them are borderline... <laughs> cyber psychos james that one's actually bolded with the link so that means there's a whole explanation of what a cyber psycho is Interesting. Uh, back when they were metal warriors they held on to a code of honor when their original leader hammer was thrown out <laughs> the code of honor went as well and now they will attack anyone if you're being chased by the inquisitors they will probably ignore you and immediately attack them instead at any other time you will be targeted so uh, they're the pretty modded out people. I clicked on cyberpsychos, and uh, cyberpsychosis is a mental illness caused by an overload of cybernetic augmentations to the body. So, uh, it sounds like they're just basically fucked up in the head because they got too many mods on them. They've been augmented too much. So these are the super augmented dudes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, them I found really cool because they like half of them don't even look like they got a human face anymore. And. Uh, next one here is the Moxies. So this is gang number four. Uh, the Moxies are a gang in Night City. They are the... I remember this one. They're all the sex workers, if I remember correctly. Uh, the strip club... Uh, basically, the Lizzie, uh, Lizzie's Bar Strip Club. Uh, a strip club owner and ex-prostitute who treated their workers like family and defended them from violent clients were killed. Uh, the Moxies refer to themselves as those who protect working girls and guys from violence and abuse. Uh, they are based in Lizzie's bar and rarely venture outside the district. Uh, so, yeah, so it's basically a sex worker gang that protects sex workers. So they actually, it sounds like they have a more actual heroic mission than the other gangs, since one of them is basically insane from yeah. mods and the other is just beefed up roided dudes and the other is like militia dudes that have power, they're power hungry, it sounds like. Uh one thing, James, I, I noticed that this easily reminded me of was even when they say Lizzie's bar, it reminds me of the Lizzie's from the Warriors, that all-female oh, game. Oh, okay. That was my first thought when they said Moxie. I think, honestly, they probably got influence from the Lizzie's when they when they got this. That's possible. I also feel like I, they got influence from the Warriors movie itself when they did this. Yeah, I, I never like. uh, watched that movie, so I can't, I can't say for sure. Wait, what? You've never seen The Warriors? Uh, somehow I never... Uh, people Holy told me to shit. see it. I just never got around to it. Okay, uh, folks, uh, if you also haven't seen The Warriors, straight up, go watch that film. It is fantastic. Uh, for those that don't know, The Warriors is a movie... Uh, I think it is filmed in the 80s, but uh, it's about a bunch of New York gangs, and uh, they all basically are summoned by this one super gang leader 
to all basically form into one giant gang to combat the cops. And uh, he gets assassinated by another gang. The gang that is the warriors get blamed for it. And the movie's about them having to go through all these different gang territories to get back to their uh, their own territory on Coney Island. So it's just basically like, uh, think of it like the Odyssey, honestly. Homer is Odyssey, hmm. but with gangs in New York. I just realized that's probably what they meant to do with that. I, I didn't even think about that until just now. But yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's such a, it's so, that is such a good movie. It is fantastic. I could not recommend that movie enough. Like, it's really good. And James, you got to see it. It's, 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 I'll watch it with you at one point if possible, but that movie is, it's uh, fantastic. All right. Also watch it at late night. It's a great late night movie. I don't know why specifically, but that's, it's like, it's just good at night. Next up, uh, The Scavengers. Uh, the Scavengers. Uh, they deal in selling in the black market cyberware force, forcefully ripped from their unsuspected victims. They are ruthless and care little for anyone else around them. There is no information available on their organization's hierarchy or how many of them there actually are. So, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> pre-release materials from cyberpunk, uh, police or cyberpunk, uh, CD project red suggests that scavengers have connections with Soviet union. It just, it doesn't even say the Soviet Union, it just says Soviet Union. Members speak Russian, have some Russian graffiti, listen to Russian music. Scavengers are recognized by their tracksuits. <laughs> recognized by their tracksuits. Oh yes, Soviet cyberware, criminal tattoos. So, okay, James, the scavengers are basically black market dudes that are like the guys that leave you in the bathtub filled with ice and be yeah. like, we took your kidney on black market. Would you like some, if you need, if you get gills, why you need lungs? Yeah, they're black market organ sellers. Like, oh my God, that's I love suits. this gang already. I that's, love the tracksuits oh. thing. <laughs> they're just a bunch of Russians. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I love it so much. Oh my god. Only only a Polish studio can totally do that's fa that's fantastic. Okay, next one is the Tiger Claws. Uh I actually I love the name. And it's you know, it's a dope uh symbol, James. It's like a red tiger missing an eye and it's got like full on um I think it's Chinese characters. Uh I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure it's oh, I'm sorry. That was wrong. Japanese characters. I, I honestly didn't know. But uh Tiger Claws is a small defensive combat gang who claimed the turf in Japantown and the residential community surrounding it. Uh they generally did not use cyberware. Okay, they generally do not use cyberware, preferring to rely on martial arts, traditional Japanese weapons, and enhanced reflexes. It was rumored that they are backed financially by Arasaka, which I'm assuming uh, would probably be some big Japanese tech giant there or something like that. Interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I do like that there's in this like cyberpunk world, there is a gang that's like anti enhancements. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, honestly, James, this might be. We'll see. We'll see by the end. Uh, then we got two more. I think that is one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I could have sworn there were nine. Maybe there's only eight. I, I always get I get confused by this sometimes. All right. Uh, Valentinos. <laughs> Fucking Valentinos. I love that name so much just because it's like the symbol's got like a V with roses all around it. Oh, God. All right. Uh, this is a poser gang dedicated to seducing the most attractive woman in the night. Is this a real Wikipedia entry? What? All right. Uh, what's the... The more... 
unobtainable she appears to be, the more attractive a target she makes. They do not maintain any turf and have no goals outside of seducing women. They are generally harmless to anyone except the husbands and boyfriends of very attractive women. So you're just going to be like wandering around the streets and like, if you're a female character, some random whoa, dude will be hey, like, hey, yo, lady. Oh, what's uh, Look at your yams, but hello, tots. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I don't think they'll you? Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I thought this was someone basically like edited and fucked up the wiki, but if this is actually. In 2077, they are one of Night City's largest gangs. <laughs> the Valentinos are bound by a strong moral code and century-old traditions. <laughs> Controlling swaths of predominantly Latino areas of Haywood, they treat values such as honor, justice, and brotherhood with deadly seriousness. Huh. The Valentinos have altered the structure of the gang by turning into a mostly Latino gang. Most members are, but they don't have to be Latino. Interesting. The gang... I thought... Uh, I thought with the name Valentino, it'd be an Italian gang. Nah, that's, uh, nah, it's a, yeah, it looks like it's a Latino gang. But uh, between parties, parades, drag races, and way, way too much drinking, the Valentinos hang around the barrio under the watchful eyes of Santa Muerte. So, uh, yeah, it sounds, it's very Latino, which of course, that city's based off of LA, so that does make a lot of sense. That does make sense. That's super Um, funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so okay. fucking I <laughs> the only danger is to the husbands <laughs> and boyfriends. Dude, I okay, I oh my god, I'm having trouble choosing now, James. This changes things. <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Okay, last one. Uh the Voodoo Boys. Uh so I believe this is the Haitian gang. Let me find their overview. I could have sworn they were Haitian. Because uh, they talked, I I remember retaining mo- some information on them in the trailer just because they briefly go through them all. So I figured I'd get more information from the wiki than the actual trailer itself. But this is a terrorist gang of drug de- drug dealers. They engage in weird magic rituals and deal non synthetic drugs to students near the university. <laughs> Sadistic, pitiless. They will kill, torture, and rape for any reason or no reason at all. Victims will sometimes be worn with chicken blood and feathers on their doorstep. Uh, they're really fucking into it. Okay. Or not, their motives and practices have no consistency. Mutilating and maiming victims is common, as is dissecting their body parts for rituals or to inspire terror. Jesus Christ, dude. Interesting. Uh, so they're see. like old world shit. Yeah. It's, dude, this is, oh yeah. Uh, the Voodoo Boys appear to be a Haitian slash Dominican gang that is heavily involved with a large Haitian Dominican community in Pacifica that settled the district in the 2060s. Oh, I, of course, know the history where they did settle James in the 2060s, as this is 17 years later in 2077. Uh, but okay, so... Um, I was about to be like, I don't remember that happening. It's because 2060 hasn't fucking happened yet. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so we got, it sounds like eight gangs. I could have sworn there were more, but I guess not. Um but out of all these dreams, which one is the one you want you're most excited to deal with? Uh, I'm probably gonna stick still with the uh, I I'm blanking on their name. The, the animals? No, the other ones, the super modded people. Oh, the Maelstrom. Yeah, the Maelstrom. Because I I just think it's like a, such an interesting idea of like in this world where you can get like various mods and stuff like that, and it's like up to the individual user to see how far you want to go with that. 
I like the idea that these people are literally modding themselves sometimes to the point of insanity. Like you know, they all they will attack you on sight apparently, unless uh, one of those other gangs or whatever attacks it comes out of nowhere or something. Mm. And then on, but, I guess on the other side of that, the um, the tigers were. That's like the exact opposite of them, where it's like they do they use no mods. So I guess I those are like two different sides of a, of the coin that I find really interesting of like the two extremes you could see in this world. And yeah, then, yeah and there's just something about the animals where it's just like they're modded, but like specifically to just be like bruisers like that. I find interesting. I think for me, my number one is Tiger Claws. I like the whole feudal Japan theme they got going on where they're just like, we're staying pure. Yeah. I personally, actually, I, I don't think I'm that interested in doing mods to myself. So uh, I don't know why I don't, I, I always never cared about robotic stuff. So that actually does vibe with me a lot. Hmm. So I think I'm most interested in Tiger Claws. And then James, I gotta, I gotta hand it to them. My second choice or like my second most interested is definitely the Valentinos. It's just so ridiculous. I'm just, yeah. It's so, so stupid. I love it. I, I, want, I can't wait to just interact with this craziness. But honestly, guys, this was the main thing that was covered during the uh, uh, Night City Wire. But if you haven't checked it yet, uh, there is an actual website uh, that you can check out. Uh, what was it called? Do you remember? Uh, it, it was... was uh, it was the name I of got the it. town or the city. So it's a uh, night city. Go to nightcity.love. Yeah. And that will actually give you a, like an actual city website and you can explore it a little bit. I think it actually even shows you a little bit more on the districts if you do want to find out more about them. Uh, but also watch out. They do have a lot of pop up ads. They're not actually real ads, but they're like meant to, you know, it's supposed to be part of the theme there. So check that out when you can. Nightcity.love. I just love that, like, they made a tour site, like a uh, tourist site for a fake city that doesn't actually exist. And they put up like pop-ups like for products that don't even exist, but they exist in that world, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I love it. <laughs> it's insane. So, James, we're done with the United City Wire news. Uh, let's get into the uh, this, the little news. So, uh, you know, a small company named Microsoft, uh, their Xbox division basically bought the, uh, uh, that small, that small, uh, company ZeniMax. They have like that small studio, that small, like publisher, uh, Bethesda, which also has that studio, Bethesda game studios and, and stuff. And id and machine games. And... Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So Xbox bought ZeniMax. For seven and a half billion dollars with a B billion they bought like can i dude they bought zenimax for almost twice what disney paid for star wars can i just say um holy shit i know right Which, all right uh before we do start talking about this i always got to specify of course uh for as long as i'm allowed to or mm -hmm. until someone stops me i guess i don't know um but I do, of course, work for Microsoft. Any opinions I do have do not reflect that of the company just because I don't even know what the hell happens in the gaming area. I have no news on them. I have no idea what they ever do. Um, I'm just like a random dude that works in Microsoft, not the Xbox area whatsoever. So just keep that in mind. Once again, my opinions do not reflect that company at all, obviously, because we talk about PlayStation a lot too. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yep. Uh, but damn, holy shit, dude. Xbox bought uh, Bethesda. That was... So dude. we had... 
that, it's been nonstop because all right, real real fast. Yeah, the, yeah no like they released their price, they released the date for uh, the Xbox Series S and X, and then uh, which I actually do want to talk about for one second because I thought it was fucking hilarious. But um, then the week after, pretty much it was it was like one week after, right? Sony then goes, hey, here's the PlayStation Five, and here's an actual showcase with all these fucking games and. It blew our minds the shit because it was like, oh my god, Harry Potter game, oh my god, and then everything else plus God of War. I mean, what's but, funny about it is that I literally, I think in that show, I said like, probably the biggest problem Microsoft has going for it right now, at least in my case, is that they just don't have that many exclusive games to draw me to get that console. But especially like, after the delay of Halo, especially that, like, so PlayStation Five, I'm like, you know, I there's games I know I want to play on it right away. But I can wait on the Xbox now, dude. If if Microsoft owns like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, uh, if uh, Doom, Wolfenstein. So let me. I'll, I'll I'll go through the. We'll go through it in a sec. But yeah, so they came a week after and just dropped this bomb on Monday. Yo, we heard you like exclusives, so we bought a bunch. <laughs> Which, so this one, this is probably our biggest piece of news, and we'll go through it once again. I'm just guessing. I have no idea what the fuck the plan is for Dude, them. no one knows. I, There's been so much uh, speculation on, like, do, does that mean all these games are going to be Xbox exclusives? Exactly. So are, we're going we're gonna to go through all of that. Because two and, of them that are already in development are supposed to be PlayStation exclusive games. Yep. Which makes so, it even weirder. Let me go through the list of studios they've acquired. So they, they bought ZeniMax, which uh, under the branch is the Bethesda publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are the studios under this branch. And the games, I'll just name off like the list of like the current ones they're making or made. Uh, so <sighs> let's get started here. All right. First off, uh, we have Arcane Studios. Oh, so right, Arcane. Arcane. Dishonored. Dishonored. Uh, Prey. That, that Prey movie. Uh, Prey movie. Uh, the Prey game. And Deathloop, which is currently a PlayStation console exclusive, which means I believe it comes to PlayStation and PC. Uh, so that's Arcane. That's what they make. Dishonored, Prey, Deathloop. We also have Machine Games, which is the Wolfenstein studio. They've made Wolfenstein. Yeah. Uh, basically, thank every Wolfenstein game, pretty much. And most likely, next game is Wolfenstein 3. One can only guess. Uh, Zenimax Online. Uh, they are the ones that make Elder Scrolls Online, the MMORPG which I believe is already on Game Pass, actually. It is. So that's, Dude, uh, that is their current. It made me wonder, like, does that mean that they're going to add all the DLC to uh, Game Pass Elder Scrolls? Because if they did, dude, I would that, play that game I think game they so probably bad. will. Uh, just like, I mean, like, Destiny is not even a part of... the Des- Like, Bungie's not owned by Microsoft, but they just basically yeah. put Forsaken and Shadowkeep it was like everything... on the Game Pass. Every... Plus, Beyond Light is coming to Game Pass. So. Oh, it is? I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, so they, they have that full deal. So basically, you, you can play all of Destiny, which that's why I'm like, I'm pushing my See, Xbox. See, that's insane. So I don't have to buy it like a second time on Game I Pass? I already did. Ah. I mean, I bought it on PC and PlayStation because I play. The, I yeah. only play there. I definitely was going to buy it on PlayStation, but I was getting ready to have to buy it again on Xbox to like play it like now there. You don't. Now I don't. Ooh. Which that's like the only place I don't play. But I, I, I told there's a bunch of friends that do sometimes play it, but I told them just let me know and I'll I already have cross saved a PC now, so if I want I could I don't care, I'll just like go from one to the other to the other, uh whoever I'm playing with. Though primarily PlayStation just because my clan is there. Dude, honestly, uh, if I had a yeah, PC so, that could play Destiny, I'd probably play it on that too. Yeah. 
Uh, dude, it looks so fucking good on PC. Holy shit. That's it. If I'm not playing with my clan, I might just play on PC, honestly. Uh, but uh, Zenimax Online for Elder Scrolls Online, I did. they did say they're not stopping. They're not pulling support on PlayStation, so you can nah. still play Elder Scrolls Online. And you'll probably still continue to be able to play any new expansions for Elder Scrolls Online on PlayStation 4 slash 5, I would that assume, makes sense. if it comes to that. Probably also uh, Fallout 76. Yeah, and of course, the biggest game studio, uh, we still got more after, but the biggest game studio, Bethesda Game Studios, which of course, uh, Elder Scrolls, so, uh, you know, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, the next game, Elder Scrolls 6, which, yeah. or the next Elder Scrolls game, Elder Scrolls 6, which I believe is supposed to be Hammerfell, I think. Mm, um, interesting. And then, I, I think, I, I honestly don't remember, but I could have sworn, maybe. Uh, uh, also, of course, Fallout. Yeah, uh, Starfield, which is their next title, a new IP, their first new IP, and God knows how long since... Uh, they didn't actually create Fallout or Elder Scrolls, which, of course, they did Fallout 3 and 4. That's a good point. Uh, which we probably won't see a Fallout game for a long time since we have Starfield and Elder Scrolls. Those will actually probably cover, like, the entirety of this generation, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, so, but this is going to be the biggest one, which I will read some stuff about them after. Uh, there's a ton of stuff to think about this because I think they're doing, like, an engine overhaul. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, Bethesda Game Studios specifically after. Uh, but that's the biggest one there. Cause now Xbox has Western RPGs. Like that's fucking huge that like they, like the other studios that they already own, like the biggest one was really like Obsidian and, uh, like, I don't even know. It was like, honestly, the Obsidian was like the, yeah. ma- the biggest studio they got. And cause they were like actual RPGs and other stuff, but now they have like all of them, except like now JRPGs are like home for PlayStation. Western is, uh, there because the only other one that's like massive is a uh, cd and there no one no one's gonna buy cd project red so. no most likely not Dude, and that, next all up, those memes about like obsidian and bethesda both being owned by yeah we'll get to so that fucking funny yeah so next up is id software so of course id software uh previously they've done quake uh they've also done the first rage game uh recently of course they did doom 2016 which was like continuing the doom story and doom as Eternal. well as doom eternal which already is now coming to game pass apparently yeah uh so they're a big boon because uh it is you know it has a very big history oh yeah like and also just i know you weren't super into it but i still will maintain that doom 2016 is one of the my favorite first person shooters in a long time yeah and i still have to play eternal uh, now I don't have to buy it, apparently, so... Same. That's cool. I unfortunately already bought it when it was on sale a while ago. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited so to cool. eventually play it. And then uh, Tango Gameworks, they've done Evil Within 1 and 2, and then they're working on Ghostwire Tokyo, which is also the other PlayStation console, PlayStation 5 console exclusive, Yeah. Uh, which is also, I believe, on PC. Uh, and then we also have Alpha Dog, which is a mobile game studio. I don't honestly know what they've made or i think i did read it and i just was like i don't know what these games are yeah the name doesn't ring a bell so, yeah. and last roundhouse studios is roundhouse studios which is a brand new studio and it's made by dudes that i think made one of the prey games or some other thing but uh they're yeah a brand new studio so uh they actually don't have anything out yet so who knows what they're working on i guess i'm not too sure right. but that is uh one two three four five six seven eight more studios bringing them to i believe 22 xbox studios that's a good handful 
that is, I think, the most now. That's more than, I think, anyone. Yeah, I mean, honestly, collecting... Uh, maybe, like, the only one that might have more is Ubisoft, because there's, like, one for every country, but True. I don't really know. Like, it's one of those things where it's, like, just buying Bethesda would have been insane, but they bought all of Zenimax. Yeah. So this, that like, this is just... It's yeah, a literal it's, game changer it's big. for Microsoft. Yeah, they they really they just populated everything because all right here so here's going through everything here's what you got to keep in mind now. Microsoft, uh, I've I've said it before like just I, I believe that the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, those are just conduits. Those are just platforms. Mm-hmm. They are there just like the PC is there, just like everything else is there. But their main thing is Game Pass. This is their true like this is their true platform is game pass and they want to spread that to as many people as they can that's what i wanted to do xcloud which of course works on android and not ios because fucking you know um which i heard james i think they're to work around since apple is not budging and just kind of fucking shit up uh they're just gonna do remote play on the iphone on ios so you can do remote play just kind of like you would yeah on the PlayStation. i i saw that and i I don't understand how that's any different in Apple's eyes. I didn't read it. Um, I think it's because it's like Game Pass. It looks like a streaming service like Netflix, whereas Remote Play is just like a visual different. I, f- I don't know how to describe well, it, but like I-, I see one as a service and one is more of like a feature. For sure. But the weird thing to me is that I thought Apple's stance was like they want to like if you are playing a game on the iPhone, they want you to have to buy it through their store and that's why game streaming services like google stadia and um uh i guess playstation now and um xbox game uh, pass like that's why they weren't allowed on ios store because like you're not you're playing games on an apple device but you're not buying it through their store and so that's why people were like but that's an insane stance because you could that means you basically couldn't do game streaming on iOS devices because that's just inherently against the idea of game streaming or whatever. It'd be like saying you can do Google Stadia on your iOS device, but you have to buy your Stadia games through iOS. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. So um, I just don't personally see how this makes how this is different for apple where it's like you're still playing a game that you bought but it's like on another console but you're still playing it on an apple device i don't know we'll we'll see if apple shuts this down too or is whatever i just think that apple's still being stupid for not allowing any game streaming services on their devices because it's it's going to be one of the avenues of gaming in the future it's going to be yeah and for apple to be like but no we want to cut uh, we want a cut of like every single game that you play on our device. That's just not feasible for game streaming. Yeah, they they're asking way too much, but that yeah. So, but everyone everyone's pretty much caught up on that point. But we'll we'll see. At least if there's remote play, it's better than nothing because it yeah, honestly seemed sure. just like there wasn't going to be anything at all on iOS or I guess like iPad. If that's yeah. also happening. I do like the idea that if I own these games on my Xbox, that I w- if I'm like. I don't know, one day able to wait for the bus to go somewhere. 
I could pull out my phone and play like five minutes of some game or whatever. I don't know. One day. In one day, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so getting into it. So we talked about this. They bought all these studios and well, this company that holds all these studios, which have all these franchises. And the first thing to talk about or the first thing to pretty much say, like pretty much it seems like all of these this whole publisher's library is pretty much going to be going to Game Pass. Like all these games you're going to see are all talking we're talking about are all probably going to be on Game Pass. So I'm like I, I can guarantee not because I work I have no fucking clue, but I can guarantee just because they own them now. Just like like look when they bought Rare, every single Rare game is there uh, through Rare Replay. So all the games they've ever done on Rare Replay is there. Plus the Banjo one and two. Uh, arcade versions for the 360 are there like all that stuff is there so and just like all the old halo games are there or the master chief collection versions i guess but i can see like uh elder scrolls 3 morrowind oblivion and skyrim showing up there maybe not the earlier ones but that like, would morrowind's... be super cool if yeah if they bring the older versions because morrowind was an xbox game oh so here, here's the thing so this is this stuff isn't only great. So the way I see it, James, uh, before we get through all of it, but like this doesn't just help them on the Xbox front. Now, this is also, I feel like reaching out to basically garner a bigger subscription base on PC for either Game Pass Ultimate or Game Pass for PC because Bethesda has a massive PC library. Oh, yeah. And do they have the their own launcher? That, yeah. And also by the fact that like think about it like uh, mods for Skyrim and like basically for Elder Scrolls and Fallout uh-huh. titles like that's a massive thing. So I don't really I'm very curious how that's gonna work since Game Pass is separate from Steam and everything like how that's all gonna work out. But here's also the thing too: the older Elder Scrolls and Fallout titles that weren't on Xbox. So like Fallout, Fallout Two, Fallout Tactics. I bet maybe will come to PC uh, for Game Pass for PC. Maybe Elder Scrolls Arena and uh, Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall Definitely. will come to PC. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, Morrowind, Oblivion, uh, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, uh, New Vegas, or New Vegas, of course. Um, I think 76 is already there, apparently. Uh, so is. all of these games will be probably PC and Xbox, or at least the ones that can be on Xbox. So you'll have access to all those. You'll probably get like all the older Doom games, plus Doom and Doom Eternal. Uh, all the freaking you'll get prey like there's so much there you're gonna get all the evil within you're gonna get dishonored you're gonna get um uh wolfens all the wolfensteins and all the new ones will be there day one so like wolfenstein 3 will probably be there day one starfield will be there day one elder scroll 6 will be there day one like it's fucking insane how many things are now gonna be there so it's like there if you didn't already have game pass which like i've said before even if i worked there like guys it's even me without working there talking game pass is straight up like the best deal in gaming by far it's literally like we keep saying it but it is insane how cheap game pass is for the amount of value they give you like yeah and it's like you want to just keep doing more shit like this where it's like oh by the way we're gonna buy all of the zenimax and put pretty much all their shit on our service like yeah what like like it's by the way we're gonna give you ea play for free (laughs) yeah and so many exactly holy shit like they've basically and and people were there was i think a thing about like saying i don't even know why game journalists even put their minds on this i guess they wanted clicks 
because they needed it or something. But there are like ever all these news about like, is this a monopoly? Is this possible? And I'm like, is that a fucking joke? Yeah, are no, you I don't think you know what a monopoly is. <laughs> if all right, if there's not monopolies yet for tech giants, mobile phone companies, internet companies, and movie studios, like a Disney Fox merger, and those aren't monopolies. Oh yeah, where huh. and they're smaller in number and the amount of these big giants compared to like all of the games, all the different game. Uh, publishers which are a lot more in number in terms of different ones like this is not even close to a monopoly like like, that's a joke you could call it a monopoly if like nintendo bought xbox and playstation and then it was like that's different because yeah those are like actual platform providers yeah then that's literally like nintendo would be the only platform and that's a monopoly that's not yeah true because there'd be stadia and uh, there would be other platforms but like not those don't those don't count it wouldn't be the same yeah, I don't, I don't count stadium. Yeah, not <laughs> but, anyone does. Yeah, it's like, I mean, could you imagine? It's just like, well, the the Sony Xbox, because the, the handheld Sony Xbox, since uh, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft have merged, are going up against the Oculus and the Stadium. <laughs> I just feel like, what world is this? The Nintendo Playbox. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, I got a, what was it? I got a Gamecast. All I was, remember fucking Malibu's Most Wanted? What? He, one of the dudes and one of the one of the one of the dudes in Malibu's most wanted that fucking movie was like I have a game cast <laughs> and the dude's like wait see so do you have like a GameCube or a Sega Dreamcast and he's like man I said I got a fucking game pass I got a game pass <laughs> it was like a fucking, it was so fun I don't know it was it was pretty funny um but if you haven't seen that movie that was like back where they were like where'd you learn that from when he shot up a bunch of shit he's like GTA three so that's 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 an old movie um. Yeah, so, I mean, holy shit, basically, all these things are probably going to come to Game Pass over time. I don't think they're going to come at once, just because it'll take time, plus why, like, do it all at once? You don't necessarily need to. Yeah. Like, just, like, let that... It's like, you know, if you have a shit ton of uh, uh, things you had growing up as a kid, but you want to give it to your kid, you're just like, well, I could give it to them all at once, or I could use these as gifts and act like I'm giving them something new over time. It's definitely, like... If they drop these like one at a time over over time, that would give you a, a even more of a reason to hold on to your Game Pass subscription instead of exactly. just like, oh, I'll just buy a month and I'll play the I'll just like hunker down and play all the games I want to play for a month. But if they keep giving you a new one every other month or so, then you got to yeah. keep your subscription. And in a world where I have basically no PlayStation, PC or Switch or Vita backlogs, uh, Game Pass will probably be honestly, if I'm not playing a new game that just came out, like I'll probably honestly, this has me either playing Game Pass on my PC or Xbox now. Like this is where I'm going to be spending oh, yeah. most of my time. Besides, like the, like probably like specifically like the multiplayer games, I'm still probably going to stick to PlayStation, like you know Destiny and Call of Duty and Red Dead and stuff. But like otherwise, I'll probably be on Xbox playing like this other stuff because now like. Um, I can say for sure, uh, some of these I'll probably play on Xbox, like obviously Wolfenstein. I'm, even though I got all the other Wolfenstein games, James, on a PlayStation, I'll probably, you know, I'll just have it now on Xbox. But uh, when it comes to the Elder Scrolls and Fallout stuff, I had already planned on moving to PC anyway. So I'll probably be uh, just playing those on PC. But uh, since they'll probably be Game Pass for PC, I just uh, I'm just curious about how the mods are going to work with this in relation uh, one other thing, though, uh, well, actually, just to specify, at least when we were talking about Elder Scrolls Online, there was a quote for it. 
I believe it was to say uh, this was from the studio director of Cinemax, uh, Matt Fryer, or I'm Cinemax Online. Uh, I want to take this moment to reassure the entire Elder Scrolls Online community that ESO will continue to be supported exactly as it was, and we fully expect to keep it growing and thriving on each of the platforms that are currently supported. Uh, the only thing it doesn't really answer is, uh, you know, this will probably come to Series X, uh, or the Series X and S, but will it come to PlayStation 5? That's the only thing that's kind of like not specified. At least it'll still be supported on PS4. We just don't know uh, about PS5, which uh, James brings us into uh, the other conversation here. PlayStation. So from what we've heard, it sounds like the all of the games under the Bethesda branch, not necessarily the current ones, they're like, if they're already there, they're there. Like they're not going to take away doom eternal off of the playstation online store or like the no. like the playstation store online like that wouldn't make any sense everything that is there is not moving but the things that are going to come now in the future uh it sounds like they're going to look at them on a game by game basis so for all intents and purposes here are the outcomes uh all bethesda games are just now exclusive console exclusive to xbox which would be, so Wolfenstein, Doom, Elder Scrolls, Fallout are only playable on Xbox and PC and like uh, xCloud. Yeah, that's huge. That would be insane if they did that. That is a big, I would say that's a big seller, especially for people that are, of course, Fallout and Elder Scrolls fans, especially on PlayStation. But also, I mean, I'll be honest, um... I don't even know, James, I don't even, I think it's because I just was already in the PlayStation ecosystem for so many years. That was the reason why I bought like Oblivion there and like Skyrim, Fallout 3, 4, and New Vegas. But like they got the worst treatment. Oh, and like, yeah. yes, Elder Scrolls and Fallout games were always buggy, like all the time anyway, but they were especially bad on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Like they got really shit like playstation players got the shit out of the stick anyway Dude, whether it was PS3, time dlc delays skyrim was like, like broken yeah and also there was like massive dlc uh like um delays for us like mm -hmm. th there was exclusive deals so you get it like hella later especially for like the fallout 3 dlc i think came way late uh same with i want to say the oblivion dlc didn't come out for a very long time actually i don't even think all of oblivion dlc came to playstation like, you only got Shivering Isles and um, Knights of the Nine. All those small ones, James, never came to a PlayStation. They were only on Xbox. Yeah, that's probably why I mostly played, uh, at least when I first played uh, Oblivion, I played it on Xbox. I, years later, got, like, a special edition for PS4 and played it there. That was Skyrim. That was Skyrim. I guess it must have been PS3 that I played Oblivion on, because I know I played it on PlayStation. Yeah, that was, yeah, because... But yeah. I obviously, like, didn't get any of that DLC, though. Yeah, both Skyrim and Oblivion were on PlayStation 3. Skyrim then was uh, brought back again on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, so... Um, yeah, they always got the shit out of the stick, which is also another... Re besides, like, the fact that I was more... Now I'm more heavily into mods, especially just... Besides the fact that, uh, at this point anyway, uh, especially after playing The Witcher 3, I have a bigger standard where I have more demands of what would need to come in Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 for me to really enjoy it. Just because, like, I don't know, the the just the sheer quality of Witcher 3 kind of put the previous entries for Elder Scrolls and Fallout to shame a little bit. 
uh, Twitch, like, I've said before, I want more now, and they haven't really updated their engine at all, which has been kind of annoying. Um, but, if I remember correctly, uh, Bethesda Games, isn't Bethesda Game Studios having, like, a rehaul to their engine anyway? I mean, if they weren't already planning it, that it's definitely long overdue, because... I mean, you saw how much people give uh, shit to Bethesda for Fallout 76, because even when they were like, it's got 16 times more detail in the environment, people were like, but it still looks like butt, though. So, I don't know. They, it just, like, their games, even when they were brand new, now, uh, like, uh, at least for Fallout 4 and 76, they felt like old games. So, like, they definitely needed to do something. And, and I think yeah. part of that is like you mentioned, they have a reputation for being, you know, buggy games or for putting out buggy games. But up until when, and I know we've said this before, but up until like the Witcher came out, people were like giving Bethesda slack for like, Oh, well, but their games are huge. So of course there's going to be some issues with them. Uh, but then the Witcher and a few other RPGs came out that, showed like oh no you can make a huge game and have it not be like completely riddled with bugs so i don't think bethesda could just keep doing what they've been doing for all these years and use the same engine because it just i don't think they it it can handle modern games anymore yeah so yeah i think they said that like starfield were they saying starfield or um elder scrolls 6 was going to be their on like a new engine uh starfield because mm. that comes first right okay uh so it says yeah it says like they're it's getting a uh not necessarily i, I hope it's a rehaul at the very least but um it's getting and there's a major engine uh rewrite for next gen basically um but yeah a major engine rewrite was quoted as like the main thing uh, I wait as long as possible to show... St- uh, yeah, Howard's like, uh, the people all know me. I like to wait as long as possible to show stuff uh, so uh, we're closer to show stuff than we were at the beginning of the conversation. Even though they revealed two games that weren't coming for years later, which was the fucking yeah. dumbest thing. Uh, God, that was so stupid. <laughs> it was like, oh, cool. When's Starfield probably going to come? Uh, probably not for a few years. When's Elder Scrolls Six going to come? Uh, add like another five to six years after starfield maybe <laughs> oh my god I, and especially because they like i said they need a new they either need a new engine if this rehaul this rehaul better be something big because if it's just like that when they showed the difference between like the other elder scrolls games and fallout 3 versus fallout 4 and it's like it was nice but then you still look at every other game out there you're just like fuck <laughs> like come yeah. on guys the telltale got closed for this shit <laughs> like, yeah come on uh, but obviously they get money no matter what, cause it's Bethesda, like people, I mean, dude, there's still a new Skyrim. <laughs> now, oh, someone made a joke that Skyrim will come to Game Pass and now you'll be paying for Skyrim every month. Oh man. Oh, and I was like, so oh, that's uh oh man, y'all, y'all got fucked now. <laughs> y'all can't avoid Skyrim for your life, baby. It's well, never escaping. I love how it was like such a joke that they kept re-releasing Skyrim on everything that they made like a special thing where it's like, oh, we're, we're totally joking. We're making Skyrim for Alexa. 
And like in that trailer, they were also like, it's also coming to toasters and uh, fridges and all these other things. And like even pagers. But the funny thing is like the Amazon Alexa thing was actually real though. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, the Todd strikes again. The Todd will never be satisfied. He just wants more and more fucking Todd. Uh, Todd, Todd Howard guys. I just, it's like, you can't, you gotta love and hate the guy at the same time. Cause you're just like, you can't ever be mad at him, but at the same time, he just makes you so mad because you just, you play the game and then you look at the last game and you go, oh, they put this in. They also took these two things out when they put that in. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, they improved it, but also made it worse at the same time. Just, there's like, a, there's really good Elder Scrolls documentaries that kind of just specify this from like Morrowind to Oblivion to Skyrim and the development as it went. Plus also other big name people that really did make big impacts on these games leaving which then you could tell their absence when the next title would come out and you're just like ah oh, shit i see more now and the more i find out the less i'm like it, it's like the more it's you're just like why oh why didn't i take the blue pill huh <laughs> interesting yeah it, it was dude it, that's why it's like it, it, it made me feel a lot different towards elder scrolls and fallout now or that's like besides witcher that was the other big thing is like watching these youtube documentaries that are actually pretty they're like movie length practically um, they give you a lot of info, but all right, enough of that. Um, so like I was saying, sorry, back to what we were talking about. We were saying the three outcomes here. One is everything is only on Xbox, PC, and X cloud. So that's basically not, if it's not in the Microsoft ecosystem, then it doesn't, you know, it's not going to be out there. It's not going to be on PlayStation. It's not gonna be on switch or Stadia. I forgot about Stadia already again. I, th- I mean, I don't feel like counting them anyway, but, uh, the other options guys, is option two uh they put everything out on game pass and everything else so you have that option to play it there for free or not like basically as part of the subscription that you're already paying for and they put it out on playstation and whatever can actually be supported on the switch i don't know how powerful it needs you know like i don't know if it could support it honestly depending on what game it is but uh you'll just play for a full priced game on playstation and so you could either play Starfield for free on, on, on Game Pass, on Xbox or on PC, whatever you'd like, or you can buy it for $70 on PlayStation 5. So that's another outcome, because also at the same time, as much as, you know, they have that exclusive, which, you know, you get Game Pass and everything else. I don't think, James, I think you'd agree here. They're not going to like they're going to gain still subscriptions for Game Pass, but also they'd be making money off of sales on PlayStation because not everyone will still have Game Pass oh, anyway. Yeah. Like, like that way is... they can just like kind of cover their bases and get, you know, money from anyone anywhere, depending on where you want to play the game. Yeah. And this would o- this would just only further show that they're pro consumer and pro like they're pro player. Like if you can still play it yeah. on PlayStation, you just have to pay for a regular game instead of having it already like there for you probably like a few days early on game pass or something like that that's another thing another option too of course is that they still only come on xbox and everything else but they do come to like playstation and switch or something but it's like a year later so it's like a time delay that's also possible so I mean, like, there have the... been some xbox exclusives that just recently came to switch like the two ori games yeah exactly and they're, they're even like comboed together now too plus cuphead came to switch so like it's all oh, these yeah. smaller ones uh, and now Cuphead's coming to PlayStation. Actually, just, oh no, it's already out on PlayStation, I think. Oh yeah, they did just put out that trailer. Huh. 
Yeah, yeah. So Cuphead on PlayStation, and then uh, who knows? Maybe you'll get the Ori games yeah, on so PlayStation it, eventually. It kind of sounds like maybe not for every one of these games, but it sounds like Microsoft doesn't really care too much about ma- buying these studios just to make you know exclusive Xbox games. They just give a shit about making money on you buying these games. I mean, the, the also the main point of a company is to make profit. Oh yeah. I mean, look at. I mean, even Sony is finally learning that as well like they've put horizon on pc uh and of course like you know the quantic dream games are on pc death strandings on pc but those weren't necessarily them but now they're considering other ones which i've highly suggested uh like they they just wait like two or three years or something then put that game out on pc if they really want to like because then as many people as really wanted to have bought it on playstation and it doesn't hinder playstation sales or place and like uh even people might buy it a second time if they had it on playstation they'll buy it again on pc if they really want to but like, you know, they might put probably next. I keep suggesting like I think the next uh, logical game that maybe has been around for a long time that they for sure won't make money from now, I think, would be Infamous Second Son would be a great addition to bring to PC. Oh, yeah. But uh, along with First Light, I think they should just put them together as one pack. But, you know, that's just me uh, for Xbox, though. You know, they could make a crap ton being like, hey, maybe this game is I mean, they could also do like uh hey uh starfield is an xbox exclusive but wolfenstein 3 will also be available on playstation 5 like they can do that if they wanted to like they can pick and choose just like the others which i believe they said before like even before they bought bethesda they were considering that with other games as well and just like playstation uh mlb the show is gonna be on xbox now so you'll have finally baseball games that are rbi baseball uh on xbox but also, like, uh, before that, I think the two studios that were more in question that would be the most likely to have games that would come to PlayStation were, like, Double Fine and Obsidian. So, it's hard to say, like, who's going to have what. Another interesting thing to talk about, James, is the two games that are currently PlayStation 5 exclusives in terms of console, uh, Deathloop and Tokyo, or Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, the question here is... They said they're honoring the deal, but I don't know if that means for, I mean, for sure, it sounds like they're still coming to PlayStation 5. That's like guaranteed. The question now is, will they still be exclusive to PlayStation 5 or will they be only on Xbox? Which I already said before, I I feel like those are timed exclusive. I feel like in a year they would be on Xbox, just like Hellblade was and just like Tomb Raider was vice versa. So I have no way to like back this up, but it would make sense to me that since they they've already said that it, these games are at least console exclusives, but they're, they were going to come to PC anyway. At yeah. Least so if it's console now, exclusive, that doesn't mean like it, it means it still would come to PC. If they wanted to say it wasn't, they would say PlayStation five, like only on PlayStation. Yeah. basically. So like for now, uh, maybe they can't put out like an Xbox version, but they could put it out on Xbox game pass for PC. Because it was already coming to PC anyway. That is true. It's then connected to the Xbox brand, but it's not on an Xbox. It's still console exclusive to Sony, like the uh, uh, the deal was already made. But this way, Microsoft gets uh, a little bit of that uh, Game Pass money too. Yeah, because it's already coming to Steam, I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, look at Master Chief Collections on Steam. Uh, yeah. I think Grounded and Sea of Thieves are on Steam. Like, basically, they're giving you that option. So if you don't want Game Pass for PC they get basically a full game sale on steam yeah which at that point like i don't i still don't understand why you wouldn't have game pass <laughs> like just it doesn't make sense uh 
but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see all these things. So we got we'll find out over time what's gonna all these future games will they come to PlayStation Five? I'm not too sure. At the same time, as someone that owns who will have eventually both the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X plus access to a PC, um, I can simply say for me personally, I will probably just play them on my series if it's uh for most of those games i will play them on my series x uh on game pass for the specific like more rpg games like fallout elder scrolls games i will be playing all that fallout elder scrolls i'll play those on pc uh probably game pass or pc and then the rest uh yeah that's pretty much either one or, either or and then i just won't on playstation anymore which i'm fine with there's like i'll, I'll probably still play and like even uh depending on the ea games too uh, but those are also for EA play. Those are all older games. So we're not going to have like the newer stuff anyway there. So odds are, I'd probably still buy them on PlayStation if it's like not on EA play, but, uh, yeah, I mean like I'll still be playing, buying like Assassin's Creed probably on PlayStation and other stuff like that. So, um, but also James, this also shows that they don't even, they, they need to rely less on even third parties at this point now too, yeah. to have a library in there. Yeah. Even though they have an EA Play now in there too, but basically like they just they just got everything covered. They're they're they freaking just fired like you basically can easily say Xbox has games now. Oh, like, yeah. You can say it with full certainty. You don't have to wait for Avowed and Fable and maybe Halo Infinite. I I I honestly don't I still don't know how to feel about Halo Infinite. So that's why I don't want to like say like with certainty like that's the game to look at but for sure like avowed and fable are more like akin to what i'm excited for coming to the series x but now you have all the bethesda shit coming too um out of all this now james last thing regarding this news what is now your favorite or which studio are you looking forward to the most now under the xbox branch or just like which one which would you consider your favorite now that there's all these studios so, like, I, I might need a refresher on Microsoft's other studios, but, like, literally up until recently, the only two games uh, that were exclusive to Xbox that I personally cared about were Halo and Gears. So that's that's 343, and that's um, Coalition. Coalition Studios. Honestly, hmm... Well, I, do you want me to read off the other studios? Is it a long list? I mean, it's uh, there's 22, but I'm not. We already know the Bethesda studios that are there now, but I could say like okay, the other Xbox so... ones that existed. All right, so there was besides 343 and Coalition, there's World's Edge, which is the Age of Empires dev, uh, Compulsion Games, Double Fine. Uh, Compulsion was We Happy Few, you know, Double Fine, of mm-hmm. course. The Initiative, which is making that Quad Four game that no one knows about, and Exile, which is uh, Wasteland and Bard's Tale. Uh, Mo Yang, which is uh, Minecraft, Ninja Theory, which is Hellblade, Obsidian, which is Avowed, Grounded, uh, Outer Lands, or Outer Worlds, I forget what the name was, uh, Playground Games, which is uh, Forza Horizon, as well as now Fable, Rare, which is Sea of Thieves, and um, that other, whatever the fuck that game was that was hella pretty or something, uh, Turn 10, which is Forza Motorsport, Undead Labs, which is uh, State of Decay. And then all the Bethesda studios now. All right. So, what was your question again? What studio I'm most wait, wait, like? Which like which would would you say now is your favorite Xbox uh, studio? Oh man. Uh, 
I I kind of want to say uh, Ninja Studio or Ninja Theory, but only be- even with all those Bethesda ones. O- only because I I'm really really looking forward to Senua Sacrifice too. Mm, um, okay. Or Hellblade Two, Senua Saga. Uh, but I don't want to say that they're my favorite studio when they've like literally only done one game that I am aware of. Well, no, Ninja Theory's done other things, but um, but like. Shit, I might have to go with either Bethesda itself, just because they do like Elder Scrolls, or no, probably either id because they do Doom, or Machine Games because they do uh, Wolfenstein, and those are see this this makes things so much harder now, doesn't it? Because like, well, <laughs> it's like I I literally did not think you could modernize Wolfenstein and, and Doom to make them relevant in like the modern day, and literally somehow Machine Games made Wolfenstein one and two one of like two of the best campaigns i've played in like uh in certain terms of like story and character in a long ass time for a first person shooter and then doom was just so fun to play like ah man they they are really really impressive so it's yeah it's really hard to narrow it down to like a single favorite studio okay I'll just, I don't know either. I'll just say like a, my top five for sure. Uh, but those the game studios because I still love their stuff. I just, you know, I'd have, you know, I just hope their stuff is better than it was before, yeah. please. Uh, and then uh, Ninja Theory for sure. Uh, I'd say, actually, you know, it's like a double tie for a double fine in Ninja Theory. But the big three for me, I think, are Machine Games for Wolfenstein, World's Edge because I love Age of Empires. And number one, I think, is still um, Obsidian. Because they just, which I actually last thing here, uh, because we actually didn't talk about it really, but the the actually funny the funniest thing is the biggest news that came out of this that it seemed like the people were talking about the most wasn't even the fact of the talent that was brought in uh, from all these studios. It's like oh boy, we have all these insane studios on Xbox. The biggest thing, which I won't lie, once someone mentioned it, once it hit my mind. The same thing happened where I forgot everything else this deal meant, and all that all that came into my head was, "Hey, Microsoft owns the Fallout IP. Hey, Microsoft owns Obsidian. Hey, Bethesda can't not can't stop Obsidian from making a Fallout game now. Yeah, <laughs> so we can get another Fallout New Vegas type game." And it was just that exciting of just like, oh my god. It and, could happen. And everyone's freaking out. Like, that was the biggest thing. People started mentioning Obsidian and Obsidian just, yeah, you said it yourself too. Like, Obsidian gave, like, the emoji of the person putting their hands up like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it, imagine, imagine if after Avowed, the Obsidian makes a new Fallout game. Especially James, actually. Bethesda Game Studios is working on Starfield and then Elder Scrolls 6. They're basically busy for like a fucking decade. After Avowed, give Obsidian Fallout. Holy shit. Give Obsidian yes, Fallout. Please. Like, actually, that will... Oh my god. And if I haven't specified, like, I, I, I this is obviously favoritism and bias for me, guys, personally, just because, I mean, like I said, I'm Microsoft and I do want to become a game developer. I want to be a I want to do game audio uh, or maybe a couple other things. Maybe we'll see uh, for a game studio. 
And I would, if I could pick any of these, if I, if it was like, oh, you're staying internal at Microsoft, which one do you want to work at? I'd be like, I'm sitting easily. And if I got to say, James, I'd be like, I'm working on Fallout and I'm sitting. I would be over the fucking moon. I would be like, oh my God, I'd be so fucking, I couldn't, I, I, I actually you wouldn't know because I couldn't tell you, but I would be like, I'm a cook of something up, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it would be, oh my God. I, I just... Sorry, I had to nerd out there, but fuck, that would be amazing. Holy shit. Just give Obsidian Fallout, guys. Please, just do it. You have you have the whole cake there. You can make the perfect cake. It's like the everything we've wanted, and let them take their time. Then there'll be no bugs like there was in New Vegas. It'll just, oh my god, it'll be, it'll be so good. It'll, be, it'll just be so fucking good. Just let this happen. Holy shit, I'm just excited, James. I want this to happen. I hyped myself up for no reason, even though this isn't even a thing. It just could happen, maybe. Who knows? But, whew. Exciting, right? Oh, yeah. I, the it's best thing was news. the the, the uh, always sunny in Philadelphia meme of uh, Charlie and Mac yeah. at the dinner looking at each other, and it was basically Obsidian and Bethesda Game Studios like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh you're, shit. You're here, too? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. But okay, last piece of gaming news. We're actually already over the hour and a half mark, so this is yeah. the last news, and we don't even have time to talk about what we're playing and watching, just like I fucking expected for this well, episode. Sorry, unless guys. Microsoft buys, like, I don't know, Sega, like, people are theorizing. That's not, I don't think that's gonna, I doubt it. But if they did, I'd be like, so I love, like again? Dude, P- the Microsoft put out uh, some pictures of, like, a blue Xbox controller, and people are like, oh, are they buying Sega? <laughs> Those are Sonic colors. I mean, the whole thing was everyone was thinking that it's, if it's a they to just hit the Japanese market, they would need one of the Japanese publishers, and it would have been during TGS. So if it didn't happen yet already, then it's not going to happen. That's it's very not true. Just, that would that would even be though I guess else. they said like they're they still could buy more, and I'm just like, who the fuck? Okay, <laughs> it can be like thirty studios. Jesus Christ! But all right, uh, last piece of news here: Amazon has announced their cloud gaming service, Luna. Yep. Yeah. I I I guess I like that it's the name sounds cooler than Stadia. I mean, it's just Moon in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like they had to. Which I mean, that's nice. Well, they had to. I, explain... I mean, I like that's that's like the coolest name for the Moon personally. But yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, Google had to explain why they called it Stadia, and I've said this. I don't know if I've said this. Wasn't well, it podcast. Latin for stadium? It is, but it's like the plural of it, yeah, or whatever. So it's like, it's one stadia, or it's one place to play your game. You can play it anywhere. But like, my opinion is, if you have to explain to people why your name is clever, it's not a clever name. It's just they should have expanded and just said, "Hey, it's Google Play Plus." That would have been fucking perfect. Yeah, oh, look at that, James! I single handedly just fucking yeah. <laughs> oh, Google. So just, I'm like, the studio was never I'm like a little bit interested in this Luna stuff, but only because like Google tried to say like, oh, well, what if you're watching someone play a game on YouTube? Then, you know, we own YouTube. You could just launch directly into the game from YouTube. And that's cool. But like, that sounds I, so I, I don't want to do any of that. Here's the thing. <laughs> Amazon owns Twitch. Which people are definitely going to go to to watch games. And if there's now like a thing on Twitch that says like, you know, click this button 
and play this game instantly through Luna, you know, that's literally exactly what Google said that they were going to do. But yeah, on a service that is literally not only designed for, but heavily used for people to just watch gaming uh, streams. Like you can so, do gaming streams on YouTube, but it's just not. I don't think YouTube's YouTube gaming is nearly as popular as Twitch. Yeah. So it says it's coming to PC, Mac, and Fire TV devices. Of course, Fire, uh-huh. uh, which is their own in-house brand, as well as uh, web apps specifically for iPhone and iPad, because they do, <laughs> they don't want to deal with the apps. Yep. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Uh, Android is listed as coming soon. Uh, but it's, they're basically, uh, I guess you could say they're competing not only with xCloud, but also, I mean, like, it seems like they're, they're going for Stadia over anything else, but in the same vein, they're technically also going for xCloud. The controller works exactly the way that, um, Stadia's controller is supposed to work, where instead of directly connecting to whatever device you're playing on, the controller connects to the Amazon web service, uh, server that you're playing the game on so supposedly it's supposed to help with lag but i don't know also yeah. that controller looks exactly like in a uh, switch pro controller which i will say the cool thing about this controller i did uh, they got me with the purple which also of course twitch is purple so that's that, very that smart they're sense, going with yeah. the full brand recognizability of like this is the i guess what playstation's like blue and also playstation's blue Xbox or like and black technically it's PlayStation's like blue black and uh, white Xbox is also it's like the same thing but green black and white because you know it's like blue and green yeah. Nintendo and is like, red red yeah so blue, really it's like blue green red Stadia's um the fuck is Stadia I don't know they have like a weird orange squiggle or squiggle thing is it but they're are they white is it just white it doesn't have a color. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's I feel like in the it's white. ether. All right. So yeah. So now, but we now we have purple. So it's like we're getting all the. We're just missing like someone to take orange. If Stadia takes orange, there you go. And then we'll, no one, someone will need to take yellow. I guess now. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Apple. You could just say Apple's got silver. I guess if they do something, because they always do everything. Well, silver. they got Apple Arcade, but that's like a different thing entirely. Yeah, that's a, that's different. Um, and then there's Luna Plus, which is the game channel will launch with like Resident Evil Seven, Control, A Plague Tale, Ukulele, and The Impossible Lair, uh, for an introductory price of five ninety nine per month. Uh, we'll have uh, it can offer forty four K resolution at sixty frames per second for select titles and uh, print and quotes there. Yeah. Uh, and you can play on two devices simultaneously. Uh, it also announced a Ubisoft game channel that will give subscribers access to Ubisoft games on the day and date they launch regularly. Um, no price there. Uh, according to Amazon, this is the first of multiple Luna game channels in development where customers can play games from their favorite publishers and genres. Uh, of course, we'll have f- uh, feature integration of the Amazon-owned Twitch streaming platform with Amazon announcing players will see twitch streams for games and service from twitch they'll be able to instantly start playing luna games so just like you were seeing before uh as well james and then uh the controller uh will have an alexa enabled uh will be alexa enabled and can connect directly to fire tv devices in order to reduce latency between controller and game Uh, it'll be 49.99 
Uh, Luna is also playable via mouse and keyboard and other Bluetooth game controllers. All right. So that's all of it. Uh, James, are you interested? So the only reason why I'm slightly more interested in this than Stadia, like I'm, I'm still don't think that game streaming is going to be the way I play games for a while, but I did not like the idea of having to buy every single game on Stadia at full price and still not feel like I technically own it because it's a, it's a streamed game. I don't own, I don't download anything. I don't own a disc. And if Google Stadia stops being a thing someday, because Google's just like, eh, it's not making us any money. Forget about it. You know, do I just, is that 60 bucks gone? So I feel like if Stadia had done like a more, literally what everyone wanted was a Netflix for gaming. If they had done a a streaming subscription, then maybe that it could have taken off at the time and people would have forgiven like, the shortcomings because you're not buying these games for full price you're just kind of renting them for like a subscription and it sounds like uh luna is going to do something like that where you don't necessarily buy individual games you subscribe to channels which is interesting that like you subscribe to like i guess ubisoft is the first ones to say that like you can get our stuff on luna I would imagine that like Activision would easily be like, oh yeah, buy all the get get all the Call of Duty games on here or whatever. Uh, I mean, did they even have a thing on Stadia? That's actually a good point. I don't know because Ubisoft was also the first one that won with Stadia too, so mm. they just want to be. That's Ubisoft is kind of the easy one. That's I feel very like to get true. Into. So I don't uh, know. I I think it's a really cool idea. The idea of like you don't you're not subscribing to every game on the service, unfortunately but you're subscribing to the individual publishers that you like. And so then, and for like five bucks for a month for like the Amazon Luna plus collection sounds like a reasonable enough uh, deal for the games that they give you. So I don't know. And like we said, we, we didn't get a price for the Ubisoft collection or even what, how many of their games are going to be on there. But I think it's a really interesting idea that, like, you don't necessarily... It's basically Stadia, but with the tweaks that people wanted, where you're not buying games for, like, full $60. You're just, you know, paying a little bit for a bunch of games. Yeah. So I think it has the potential to do much better than Stadia. But it's really going to depend on when it actually becomes available to people and they play it. And if it's, like, just as laggy and buggy as Stadia was for a lot of people, it's not going to take off. Yeah. And I, I will say, um, it also depends, like, so the differences here is, like, also, like, who will you have champion your product mm-hmm. as well. Because, at least for Stadia, I remember the only person I heard talk about it, it was also the biggest advantage of Stadia was their interaction with Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that was a big thing. And even to the point where I think in some of Bife's videos, he was talking about Stadia, uh, which I think some people in the comments were like, we don't stop it. Stop talking about it, please. Uh, which, you know, um, but also like uh, the difference here, it's like, I didn't really hear anyone else talk about Stadia. And then it kind of dispersed. Like you don't see IGN making a, a Stadia podcast like they do with uh, PlayStation, Nintendo and yeah. Xbox and stuff. But with Luna, so the advantage they have here 
is there a library of Twitch pro streamers? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. they could make deals. And just like, uh, what's his face? Uh, blue hair. Um, oh, Ninja? Ninja. Ninja went back to uh, uh, Twitch. I fucking hate that I know that. Yeah, I, I honestly really don't care about streamers. Yeah, I don't if watch they just it. have him on like the beginning of his stream or like every once in a while, just say like, oh, yeah, by the way, check out Luna. Like, yeah. He could yeah. they, they like they just have to have the players there showing that they're playing it, especially if they're PC players. Above all else, like uh, it might be harder if they're a console player that's streaming on Twitch. But like for yeah. the PC players, you can definitely see them. Probably like what's his face uh, Shroud doing it too. Like if he's there, I have no idea where he is because I knew he was on Mixer. I only know because they're on Mixer and we had, we were like all informed, so we had to know. Feel it feels like, but um, it it's it, it that gives the advantage right there plus twitch plus amazon itself like just like the whole thing where it gets away with, it like think about it, james amazon gets away with a lot of fucked up shit sometimes but the main thing about amazon the reason i don't say anything you don't say anything no one says anything is because amazon is playing pro consumer with convenience mm-hmm. it's got like a like what amazon prime isn't that expensive for a year plus like they keep expanding on it like i have fucking prime video which is dope and now there's twitch subscription stuff in it too so i get like all this special twitch bonus stuff um and all this other crap even though i don't even i only honestly go on twitch sometimes for like the the big game shows that like playstation and them do other than that i go on and like oh there's cool free destiny stuff dope and i could put that on my account otherwise like i don't use it myself but everyone else does so Luna does have that big advantage there with the support of being Amazon and being with Twitch, uh, which is still Amazon. Yeah. So right then and there, if I had to, so let's say if I didn't have a PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, which I, I do have all of their consoles and I have a PC once again, I, and I don't, if I don't care about xCloud, and xCloud is something I basically win with completely because I have Game Pass and I have everything else. And also I don't have an Android phone, so also I, I can't anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, like, why the hell would I want Stadia and Luna? Like, I and not to mention I have all these other consoles I'd rather play the games on than potentially experience some form of lag. Potentially, just because, you know, you never know with the internet. Um... I have three consoles and a PC. I, there's no point in me having one of those. I, I just don't need one, nor do I want one. If I didn't, and I had to choose between one, depending on if if Luna can basically just at least equal Stadia in a library, I would go with Luna surely because of the, the brand ecosystem that I'm already more involved in. But that's personally me. So I would probably choose Luna over Stadia depending on how their games look, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Plus, I like the purple controller, but I don't know. That's Luna for you guys. Um, we'll probably not talk about it anymore after this. Yeah, <laughs> just like Stadia. I mean, did we'll they see. ever even? They never even announced what that Stadia exclusive game was. Remember, uh, what's her face? Jade Raymond was making a game. Oh, like, you're they right. They had their own in-house developer. Like, we don't even know what that... It was like... The, I remember. I was talked about it. I said the, I would... Uh, the uh, Battle Royale type game that they were doing that no one liked? If it... Okay, James. If it is, 
then right then and there, you just killed off your only opportunity to get me even mo- remotely interested. Oh no, in I'm thinking of Amazon. That was an Amazon game. I'm sorry. Oh, you're talking about? Are, are you talking about Crucible? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So now I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Oh shit! I forgot they could put New World. There a new MMO on Luna. That's gonna be their Ooh, big thing. Oh, you're right. So that's that. Which actually, that looks pretty dope. That that, is, that actually mm. looks like a really cool MMO. So that that would make a lot of sense. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, now, now that you mentioned, I I honestly cannot remember if they actually ever revealed that Jade Raymond game. I don't think that's I don't think it is because it sounded like they were just starting to work. Like they said, hey, we have a studio now, and then that was like their announcement when Stadia came out. Because huh. also like with Stadia too, like um, I said it before, if their first party game is like a killer app, like if it's actually a great, if it's like a I don't know a god of war or like a bungee era halo game or something like that then i would be like okay i will get your chrome stick or whatever and i will play this on pc and then i'll probably unsubscribe after i'll play you'll, you'll at least get money from me for like two months plus uh depending on what kind of game it is i might get the google controller if it, it's like i need that controller uh otherwise like i probably wouldn't but like you'd at least get me to get that game. But if it's that good, if it's not, then I, if it's like something that's like the tier of uh, a game where it's like, it's successful, but I don't care about it. If it's like a far cry, if it's like uh, a watchdogs or something like that, uh, or monster hunter, then I won't care. Cause I'm like, I already passed on those games. I could pass on this too. So it has to be like something that's like super high quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's that's now that everything there. Um, and that is all the news we have today. Once again, uh, we're actually just hit the two-hour mark, so oh, we're going to stop we did, here. Yeah. We did. Um, we'll hopefully, I think, uh, just because also we had to push back the Night City stuff yeah. because of uh, PlayStation. And I think, James, actually, we... Uh, we went over and then i don't even think we went over that far and now we did because we pushed it here uh but we won't have all this crate i don't think xbox is buying another studio or another publisher next week so that will be that won't be there hopefully disney doesn't have a shit ton of lists to delay and we won't have night city wire to talk about so here's to keep your fingers crossed maybe we can if we have uh some extra small time we'll talk about just random games and movies and tv shows we watched and played uh, if we have a lot of time, if we have like 45 minutes to an hour, then we'll just fucking finally talk about Ghost of Tsushima. But I'm just, we'll just keep saving it until there's a day where we can really talk about it. I know it sucks, but it's just like, you know, it's something we really want to talk about, but we want the time to talk about it without making this a three hour show. So, yeah. Um, going into the closing notes, uh, once again, we are putting in the Red Cross. Uh, donation. There are still wildfire, wildfires going on, but of course there is still damage from the hurricanes, so you can donate to those. Uh, like I said, I'd probably keep those going for the rest of this month, which is almost over. I may still keep it like that for October. We'll see, uh, but still donate there. Um, you can, of course, sorry, I blanked out for a second, uh, to uh, contact us. Of course, leave us any feedback, positive or negative, or if you want to read a, uh, you want us to read out your question on the show and answer it, uh, which we would love to do. We'd love to get one, of course, please. Uh, you can email us at sutrasadtalk at gmail.com. 
And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at Suture Side Talk. You can also now follow the show on Instagram at Suture Side Talk. Uh, you know, you can join John Cena. If John Cena followed us on Twitter, you totally should too. Uh, and of course, if you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at InvaderJim124. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at GoGoComzilla. And of course, you can follow, subscribe, like, give a five-star review to whatever platform you're listening on. That will, of course, help us out. And we would love to see those numbers go up just a little bit. And of course, the best thing you can do is to share this show with others, whether it's word of mouth or you're uh, spreading it on social media or you're looking at our release tweets and you're retweeting them. Those are all the best ways you can help us out. Uh, the more shared, the better. I always appreciate it when you do. I can, I feel it inside. I feel my heart growing. It's like, your health is growing today. And I'm like, oh boy. So do all that. Uh, but that is all we have for you this week. We'll come back again next week with hopefully a lot less news and more stuff to talk about what we've been actually doing. Yeah. Microsoft, yeah. please take it easy on us. Oh God. I'm so sore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for so listening. So long.